listening to What Do You Know on News Talk KGVO, AM 1290 and 98.3 FM. Arnie Sherman, a happy, happy Sunday morning. And I'm back. I'm back in Missoula after a month in the Big Apple in New York City in my birthplace. He's wearing a Yankees hat. Let me describe to the <laughs> listener a Yankees hat. He's in black. He spent a month. He is slim. He is in shape. He is happy. Yes, you know, when you walk five miles a day, that's one of the things you do in New York in the summer. Um, you, you can eat anything you want. I realized you don't have to be on a diet anymore, Scott. My new advice, just walk five or six miles every single day, and you can pretty much eat whatever you want. I think that's that's the difference between urban living and living out in the uh, in the rural areas. Well, that we I think, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because a couple of people I had that I had conversations with in New York said, why are you coming to New York in the summertime? And I said, well, if you live in the city – and you take a vacation in the summer, you usually go to someplace rural. You don't go to another city. Right. You go up to, you know, the Hamptons. You go up to Thousand Lakes if you're in New York. If you're living in L.A., you go up to, you know, Napa or whatever. But if you live in the rural area, if you live in the country, you miss some of the cultural aspects of a big city. Sure. And this is the longest amount of time that I spent in New York City since I graduated high school. You know, centuries ago. <laughs> and uh, I got to do things that I haven't done my whole life. And so it was a really good experience, not only for the restaurants and the entertainment and, the, you know, the museums and all that. But it was also good to, you know, touch base with my roots. Sure. And I had never gone to Ellis Island where all four of my grandparents came through and walked on that same cobblestone you know, pathway into into the processing hall at Ellis Island. I had never seen it in real life. I had never gone into the archives and looked up, you know, the actual documents from when my grandparents and great grandparents came to America. So that was a that was a good experience. So it was a combination of a number of things of uh, wanting to go back and having a more in, intense and encompassing experience. Than what you and I usually do, which is we go there for four or five days, and then you're and then you're gone, and then you only do the you only do the greatest hits when you're there for four or five days, and the greatest hits we will cover. We're <laughs> going to talk all about Arnie's New York travels and and trials and tribulations and successes in the next hour on What Do You Know? Back after this, for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early. So everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. We are back, and the first question I'm going to ask you about going to New York is. What's it like being in a city post-COVID or during a pandemic? And what did you observe that maybe you didn't observe the last time you were there? Well, everybody is paying attention to the pandemic. I mean, I did not go into a restaurant in a month that didn't ask for a vaccination card. Right. And my ID. They didn't want just a card. You have two pieces of identifying information or else you couldn't go into a restaurant. If they had sidewalk seating... They let you sit outside. But if you want to even Shake Shack at the train station, which is in a big rotunda, wouldn't let you sit down and eat there if you didn't show a vaccination card. Which trains? Grand Central? Grand Central. Wow. You couldn't eat. You know how the Shake, the yeah. shake Shack is out in the middle yes. of the rotunda? It's not an enclosed restaurant. It's an open restaurant in the, in the main in the main hall of Grand Central Station. But they're very strict. Very strict. Secondly, all public transportation, you have to be masked. So the, tr the subways, buses, any, you have to be masked. 
concert. I went to the Eagles concert. I went to the, the, the concert Garden. and the concert at Central Park, you know, in the Great Lawn. Sure. Central Park. Three checkpoints to sh- show your ID and your vaccination card. You couldn't get in. So if local Missoulians are complaining about having to wear a mask when they go into Target, that's the least of their issues. Yes. I mean, if you were in a city, you would be under stricter, much stricter guidelines. Well, it's a higher concentration of people closer together. You know, they saw the worst of it before. You know, their hospitals were full. They don't want to see that again. You know, and they're trying to get back to normal. The other big difference is nobody's working in the city. It was a great time to go because there were no lines. There was no, you know, delays in getting into restaurants, into stores or any of that sort of thing. People are still working from home. And as you know, most of the people that work in Manhattan in white collar jobs, at least, don't live in Manhattan. They live somewhere else. So it's so so the city has transformed from a commercial hub to a residential and tourist hub. Well, the, and the tourists are all domestic because the international tourists can't get in. Wow, that's a big difference. That's the one thing you could always count on when you're in New York is running into a lot of different tourists from different countries and you know partaking and talking and. But whatever. what I saw was like me a lot of. Domestic American tourists coming to New York in the summertime because there was a lot going on. I mean, you have baseball. You have both baseball teams playing. So every day there's a baseball game. There was the big concert on the lawn with all the amazing acts. We'll talk about that. There were Broadway's not open, but virtually everything else is open. So it's a great time. You know, all the museums are timed entry, so you have to get a ticket ahead of time. So when you go to the Museum of Modern Art or Hayden Planetarium or the Natural History Museum, it's relaxing because it's not packed and jammed on a Saturday. But you're timed how long you can be there. No, no. Then you're not oh. timed, but you're timed entry. You're timed entry. Got it. And they just figure how many people are going to, you know, you're not going to spend nine Boy, hours. Boy, that would be so much more enjoyable. It was more enjoyable. I mean, you didn't have to, like they had at the... Uh, um, Museum of Modern Art. They had some displays. They had they had the uh, auto. They had the big auto display there. That I, f- I forget right. uh, exactly what they call it. But they have uh, at the Museum of Modern Art. They had the car exhibit, and that would have been jammed and mo- and mopped. And with timed entry, it was very relaxing. You could you could uh, you know move around very easily. It was called Automania. Automania, at and the that's moment. what it would normally would look like if if you just anybody could walk in. So there were no lines anywhere for I anything. Have, I have to say, you know, the world that you've experienced, even when you were in New York, just well at this taping, uh, was hit with Hurricane Ida. Yes, and you were talking about the subway. Public flooded. Is, is flooded. I know. I got out 48 hours ahead of time. But talk a little bit about that. Like when 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 a natural disaster kind of hits a city like New York, because I had been a part of, you know, certainly a few of those over the years, snowstorms or hurricanes and uh, et cetera. How is a city prepared for something like well, that? Well, sometimes they are and sometimes they aren't. I do have to say one thing. Coming home through LaGuardia, fastest I've ever gone through the airport. There was nobody there. I mean, people are not – think about it. There's a lot of people who come in and travel through LaGuardia, you know, coming in from other places around the tri-state area or right. international tourists that want to then travel to – it It took me – I'm not exaggerating. From the time the uh, the car dropped me off to the time I was through – you know, dropped my luggage off through TSA. and through TSA was under 10 minutes at LaGuardia. That's unheard of. It was like Missoula. Yes, just like Missoula. It was just as fast as Missoula. But here's here was the thing that they weren't prepared for. Um, they had the concert for New York. Right, at, in Central Park yeah, on the Great Lawn. On the Great Lawn. 60,000 people. Wow. Clive Davis, who you know, right? Who's eighty nine now? Eighty year old, eighty nine year old Clive Davis was the empresario for putting the show together, and it was the who's who of Clive Davis's world, right? It was you know Andre Bocelli and Jennifer Hudson and Carlos Santana and Rob Thomas and Journey and uh, the Killers, uh, <laughs> Earth, Wind and Fire. Uh, John uh, Batista, you know, from, uh, from, uh, from late, uh, the, yeah, late show with, uh, what's his name? Uh, Colbert. Um, Colbert. Uh, Kane Brown for the country western, you know, fans. They did a, um, a R&B hip hop rap compendium. All these, all these folks were on the stage at the same time. LL Cool J, Buster Rhymes, 
Melly Mel, Reverend Run of Run DMC, Fat Joe, Kenny Babyface Edmonds also, and Lucky Day. All in one. It was just incredible. His Rolodex. Yeah, the Rolodex. And then, you know, Barry Manlow came on and it started raining. It his started first pouring. star on Arista Records. When he made the Arista Records after he left Columbia, that yeah. was his first breakthrough. We didn't get to see... The Killers, Paul Simon, Elvis Costello, Patti Smith, or Bruce Springsteen. Because they saved the bigger acts, some the of the end. bigger acts to the end, and we didn't get to but see But what it. happened at Central Park? So here's what happened. Two things. One is it was because of the COVID checks. Yeah. They had they only had two entrances for 60,000 people. Holy mackerel. I, had, I was online for over two hours, and the line was a double line from 72nd Street back to 66th, back to 72nd Street. And You're then, kidding. No. And then you had to walk into the park up to 82nd where the Great Lawn is. So it took two hours. When the rain started, which was it was the heaviest two-hour downpour in the history of Central Park. This was how many weekends ago? Like three weekends? It was on the uh, uh, 21st. 21st, okay, so three weeks Heaviest until this Ida said. So within two weeks, they set two records for the heaviest amount of rain ever to fall in New York City. So, and you couldn't bring umbrellas in or any of that stuff into the concert. So it starts pouring, and they announce, as Barry Manlow's singing, you know, Mandy or whatever, they just cut his mic off. Everybody has to leave. Because there was lightning strikes. There was lightning, so you got to get out. They didn't open up the whole thing. There was two exits again for 60. So it was just torrential rain coming down. And as you know, you're in the middle of Central Park. You can't hide under trees because there's lightning going on. Yeah. So you just – the only the only good thing about it is it was 75, 76 degrees. But it was it was like taking a shower with your clothes on for, where, where for, 40, you, for 45 minutes. Where did you go when you got out of the park? Well, my the place I was staying for the month was at 59th and Central Park. So I had to walk from 82nd to 59th. Oh, my That's gosh. That's a walk in the rain. In the, I had, a, I had, a, I had to squeeze. I had to twist my money in my wallet. <laughs> it was so soaked. With, literally, it was it was like a sponge. What would you say they, they should do next time if they're going to have something like that in a post-COVID world? More entrances, more checkpoints? More entrances and ex- exits, for sure. Sure, because it's a disaster. Because you couldn't get a cab. I mean, it's, the middle, it's in a torrential rainstorm. You're in the middle of a park, 60,000 people trying to get out. At 72nd Street... There is a subway stop. So we kind of meandered over that yeah. way. But everybody was pouring down like rats into the hole of a ship. So I wasn't going to go down there. Who knows if the – I mean, you got flooded down there in this rain. So the, for our listeners, <laughs> Central Park is surrounded by, you know, the city streets. But there aren't subway stops every – there are subway stops every 20 blocks, let's say, on, you know, on either end, on the right. east side and on the west side. And finding a cab in a torrential downpour is a sport. Good luck. And even the horse-drawn like, carri- <laughs> carriages were full. The, the, People the, grabbed those. And, you, and getting how about getting and cell service to call uh, Uber or something? Nobody was coming. Nobody was coming. The interesting thing you mentioned, Uber, let me tell you what's going on in New York with Uber, Lyft, and ca- taxis. Yes. This demand pricing. Oh, is, to go to the airport on the day I left, which was um, at 11 o'clock on a uh, Tuesday, 11 a.m. on Tuesday. Right. $100 to get to LaGuardia by Uber, $40 by Lyft. Cab was less. Yeah, 35 $30. Right. But, the, but the, they're very, there's a huge diminution of numbers of cabs on the street in New York because during the COVID pandemic, the height of the pandemic, a lot of the drivers lost their medallions. medallions. The medallions for our listeners could cost half a million dollars to be licensed to operate a cab in New York. New York has it's like a liquor license. Yes, like Tesla's. There are a lot of Tesla cabs in New York now, along with those new ones they designed. So a lot of them lost their shields, their medallions, and they're not back operating. Why so did they lose them? Because they just couldn't pay the. They they financed not enough, them. Got it. They, they, they couldn't pay them. They couldn't make their monthly payments on their half million dollar shield and lost them. 
So it's so interesting. So you were in Manhattan at a time where there were a number of big events happening, right? right? I mean, New York is known for big events, but certainly not to the scale of the Central Park, a Central Park concert or big events at the Garden or at the right. Ball Stadium. But talk to me a little bit about getting around the city because I know you said you walked a lot. I walked a lot because the weather was nice. Right. And I figure I'm going to eat my way across the city. I might as well We're walk save across that the for city. Later. Right. By the way, Madison Square Garden, you had to show your COVID. You had to be vaccinated. You could not go to the Eagles concert. Their first concert in two years was at Madison Square Garden. And you Garden. went on what, the 24th? I went on the 24th. The first one. August 24th. Had to be vaccinated. Couldn't get in without a vaccination. So how? So how was the what are they the en- the egress or the entry and exit? Very easy. Very at quick. the garden because that's their was, business. Yes, their business. They can. can it, w- it was nothing out of the ordinary. You had to show it twice. You showed your card twice, and that was it. And then and you were assigned an entry point yes. on your ticket. Yep. So it's not like you could just wander in from any entry. No, point. you had. A, yeah, they had it very well organized, coming in and going out, and. Um, <laughs> Amazing, and you walked everywhere, or took subways. Or- walked or took subways. I, I, I had a little. Did you bit feel of safe? A- Did you feel totally com- safe? It was the safest I ever felt, actually. What about? Because it wasn't as crowded as it normally is. You know, I mean, how how often can you travel on a subway almost around rush hour where you could sit down on a seat? Never, never. You're all packed in like sardines. What it's about all? We, what about all we've been hearing about the crime being up in Manhattan during COVID? I, had, I didn't notice it. I have actually. Noticed you went to a lot of places. I went to a lot of places. Where were you? So, <laughs> I mean, I know you were you were you were using kind of Manhattan and Central Park as kind of your home base, right? But where did you travel to through either subway or cab or foot? I went out to. Uh, um, I went to City Field in Queens to see the Mets play. So it was a seven, Mets, seven, a seven, if I'm not mistaken. The a seven. The seven out there. Right. I was Yankee Stadium several times on wow. the six. <laughs> I went up to the Four, uh, five, six, New York nine. Botanical Gardens in, in the Bronx. Okay. Way up in the Bronx. How'd you get there? Um, I took this. Uh, no, I took these. Well, subway down to uh, Grand Central Station and then took the uh, Metro North. Because there's a stop right at the uh, at the Botanical Gardens. Did you say you went to Harlem? Did you go? Oh, to I went Harlem? to Harlem three times. So, so how'd you get there? Subway. Subway. One. The one. The one twenty fifth. The one up to one twenty five. Um, how did you? And then did you take any? Did you get into any cabs? And was there any traffic on the city streets? There was not the normal traffic you normally see. I did take a few cabs. Because, cause, you know, you, you, let's say it's 11 o'clock at night. I'm done at this You're club right. at Minton's in, uh, on 118th Street in Harlem. Right. 11 o'clock at night. I'm looking for an Uber. They want 40 bucks or 50 bucks. And so walked over to Broadway and hailed a cab. And hailed a cab. It took 10 minutes, but I got a cab. You know, a guy with his, his light on. And how long for our you listeners get- who are not familiar with New York, the cabs turn their light on, their dome light on, right. when they're available to be... Uh, solicited. It's amazing. I found it was all the cabs are all every cab driver, every Uber driver, masked. every Lyft are all masked. They probably have to be. Every worker in every building is masked. Did the subject of who's vaxxed and who's not vaxxed ever come up with people that you encountered? Um, on the flight back, well, I was delayed an hour because there was a, a family of six who wouldn't put their masks on on the flight. And so out of Minnesota, or out, out, of, of, out of Minneapolis. Oh my God! They were flying back here, and they uh, they uh, they had indicated it was. I don't know how they got on the plane because you couldn't get into the yeah. airport without. But they didn't want to wear their mask on the flight and said it was their religious right not to have to wear it. So they it, it turned into a, a a longer conversation, and then they had to get they took them off the plane and had to take their luggage off. So we got delayed, you know, an hour on that late flight, you know, coming back. Um, not in New York. I mean, people want to be vaccinated. There are COVID testing um, places that are free every six blocks in Manhattan. Is that right? They're, they're tented, set up on the street, free COVID testing. So people get tested. You can walk into any CVS or Walgreens or Dwayne Reed and get a, and get a, a vaccination shot. Did you notice it being in? I mean, you were in Manhattan, Manhattan in a really kind of a lot of things going on. Yeah. I'm looking back. Cuomo actually resigned while you were there. Yeah, Cuomo resigned. What was the what were the repercussions of that? Like, did well, it you depends t- on who you talk to. If you talk sure. to construction workers, they're saying, "Hey, he's an Italian guy. He's, he's right. single. You know." He, 
you know, guys use their hands in New York, right? Touch the right. woman on her shoulder. I mean, right. well, yeah, what's the big deal? He's a good governor. You right. heard that. Right. And then, of course, you you know, you hear more of a woke. loved him. Yeah, you hear more, more of a woke kind of thing. You know, he was a bu- – you know, here's a guy who – you know, is is uh, an advocate for, you know, women's rights and, you know, and, you know, had six, I don't know how many women ultimately. But ta- making his way with others, right. Right, making his way with others. But it's, a, you know, it's, that was the discussion about him. It was split among different groups. But it wasn't all men versus women. There was some women I talked with. with. Uh-huh. I said, what do you think? And they said, well, you know. Higher tolerance for that. Higher, right. you know. I mean, here here's the and – and I'm not defending, but here's the defense argument. He's a 60-year-old Italian guy who's single. Right. He's been in public life his whole life. Right. All the people he knows are in government. In this day and age, if you want to date somebody, right? how do you know if they want to date you? Right. And there's a thing that I, – I don't know if it's lost on, but it used to be you flirt. Right. So – does flirting have parameters? I mean, if you kiss somebody on the cheek, if you hug somebody. Right. Now, the counter argument is these were people that worked for the government and he works right. for the government. But there's no law in New York that says government employees can't date. Is that true? Yeah, you, you can date. There's no. And he's not married. He's single at this point. Sure. Right. So. Was he a little handsy? Was he, I mean. Well, he's in a position of authority. He's in a position of authority. So the optics are terrible. The optics are horrible. But he never, I mean, you know, he never sexually assaulted any of these. Right, right, right. You know, and he made them feel uncomfortable. He flirted. I would say in a New York big city. Right. He was flirting and he maybe went too far trying to figure out if these women were interested in him, like any single guy would do. And But what's also interesting is is that there seemed to be a lot of resentment towards him for other things that he did oh, yeah, yeah. as well, a leader. And this was kind of a way wait, to... Yeah, but he was, he was, right, he was that's a politics. bully. He's a bully politician. Right, that's politics. And he's a tough guy politician. Right. You know, and so you have to have a look at all the angles. So, uh, yeah, I'm not, yeah, yeah, I'm You're just, not condoning. I I'm, get I'm it. not condoning. I'm just saying what people were saying in the conversation because it was on the news every night, practically. You know, and, uh, you know, most of the pub, the news was very critical. There was nobody on the news supporting them. Right. But when you talk to people, you know, in different in restaurants, in cabs, and, uh, you know, sitting next to you at a concert, right. and you say, what do you think? And I talked to lawyers. I talked to a doctor. I talked, you know, professional people and working people. It was a, it was it was a broad range. So people said, "Give the guy," you know, you know. I think I mean, it's hard for people to even think about it this way because people consider New York to be a very left leaning, liberal kind of town and city and area. But that, that don't confuse that with being woke because that's a whole other thing. That's a whole other thing, right? Right, and and then you're confused about the. The male-female dating politics. I mean, you have you have kids that are. It's a different dating world. They have more. They have groups more than people pairing off. When I went to college, you used to pin a girl and you right. you'd be with one girl. And, right, you're you know, steady. You're steady. You know, and if you're you know, and if you were looking to find somebody to date, if you were a single guy, you would flirt. And right. people flirt a different way. People were obnoxious flirters, right? <laughs> Everybody had a line at a bar, right? Now, I understand it's the governor, right? And it's the governor's line. Right, that's right. But And he's also Italian, which are, you know, Italians, big city Italians are very tactile right. in the way they interact with you. Because I'm, you know, most of the Italians well, I know. It's a I way of communicating. It's yeah. a way of communicating. You know, we always talk about body language right. and facial expressions kind of lost in, you know, when you're doing everything virtually. Right. But when you're in front of somebody, it's a different way of communicating. Right. Then you had at the concert for New York, de Blasio stood up and they would booed him for five minutes. The mayor of New York. He's hated. He's hated. And but he's, they still vote him in. He's completely woke, right? I mean, right. he's the most woke, you know, mayor that you could possibly Progressive. have. Progressive. And they're just booing him. Yeah. <laughs> Mayor de Blasio, right, and this is his last term. What's the thinking on Eric Adams and that whole um, him, you know, he's obviously won the primary and now he's well, going to run again. He, does he even have a, is there a, a Republican? There comp- is a Republican and there's also Curtis Sliwa. 
Oh my God! From the uh, hell, uh, from the uh, what you call <laughs> the guardian, guardian angels. angels. I re- he was out there shaking people's hands. I shook hands with Curtis at the concert. Outside of the outside of the concert, he was he was pounding, pressing the flesh. He and Ron Cuby, the fabled uh, liberal attorney, used to have a radio show on WABC. Yeah. Many, many, many yeah. years. He looks a lot old. He's wearing a suit. You know, <laughs> he looks he looks different than in his early days of being a guardian angel. But yeah, there's some competition. But I don't think it's going to be serious. So, Arnie, let's let's pivot for a second. So yeah. we're talking about concerts and music and the city. I know your beloved Yankees played. You saw them how many times? I saw them three times. What was it like seeing your team? Well, being at Yankee, Yankee Stadium, Stadium is always. Uh, one time I went with somebody who had never been to Yankee Stadium before. Right. So I took him out, out to Monument. Park, right? And they saw uh, it's different. I mean, even, it's even different than the Mets. You go to City Field; it's a nice field. Beautiful. It doesn't feel like Yankee Stadium, right? They don't have a monument park, right? They don't have statues to their gods. They put a five-minute video on at the beginning of the game, sure. That talks about you know Daryl Strawberry and Doc Gooden and some of the their Yan- heritage is not as deep. And Tom, Sw- right. you know, they have some good pe- people. You know, you know. When you walk, when you get off the train and, and walk into City Field, it's called Seaver Way for Tom Seaver, sure, one of the greatest ball players in you know Pitcher. history. But um, it was good being at a game. The irony is at the ballpark, they don't check for COVID. Really, they didn't check any of the times I went. Masks though are required. No. What? No. You're kidding. Is that, no, is that an MLB out Some kind of weird <laughs> deal. No mask required. But I can tell you there's no, no sold out crowds. So the, the crowds about, are three quarters full? Yeah, three quarters. That's even a lot. Quarters. Half. Well, the NFL's the exact, I mean, the NBA's the exact opposite. You have yeah. to have a mask when you're a yeah. uh, spectator. Yeah, well, not not there. Or if you're on the bench. Well, nope. and, nothing and on the bench either? On the Eagles, nope. On the Eagles concert, which was fantastic, um, you had to be vaccinated to get in, so the people weren't wearing masks. Amazing. And I do have to say, you're a music guy. I mentioned, I know you're salivating at all the people I mentioned, the Concert for America, but but the Eagles concert, to me, was extraordinary because you have, they're in their 70s, almost all of them, except for Glenn Fry's son, right. Deacon Fry, who's 28. And they didn't have any backup singers. And their harmony was as tight as it's ever been. They came out and did the whole Hotel California album from the start to the end. Wow. Took a break. And then as they're taking the break, Don Henley says, we're going to change, take a little break, and then we're going to sing everything else we know. (laughs) And it went on for four hours. Are you kidding? It was a four-hour concert. The best line of the night was... Joe Walsh, great Joe Walsh from the from, James Gang. From New Jersey. Yeah, New Jersey guy, James Gang, and Joe Walsh and Barnstorming. And, you know, right. now, since 75, he's been also performing with uh, with the Eagles. And Walsh said, I have to tell, you know, he's a little quirky anyways, you know. He said, it was a lot more fun being, tw- being in my 20s and the 70s than being in my 70s and the 20s. <laughs> Which I think was a great was a good line. line. <laughs> but they did everything. They did some of their own private stuff. I mean, he did, you know, he did all of his life in the fast lane. And uh, was the crowd seated? Seated. How comfortable was that? Weren't you comfortable? Yeah, I was comfortable. Well, everybody well, jo- air conditioned, air conditioned, comfortable. The everybody the on best. the floor, which is stood up almost the whole time. Told, you that's know. why I said sit in the seats. Yes, yeah, the seats were great. How was the food at the garden? Did you eat? No, I didn't eat. The did garden. you eat in Koreatown beforehand? No, no. I ate. I, I, I ate near where we were. At, at, oh, okay. Uh, and then, but but the food I had was amazing. Actually, you're going to find this shocking. The best pastrami I had, and I had pastrami five times. Of course, <laughs> was at City Field. You're kidding. They make their own pastrami there, and they thick cut it, and it was the most flavorful. I I, I hate to say it, more than the you know what, Second what? Avenue Deli, more than Katz's, more than the food trucks. Who Which, presented that? Who 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 prepared it though? There had it was there a brand. There was, no, it's 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 in the club upstairs. Okay, and it has and there's just a <laughs> there's just a whole this is side of of pastrami, and they sliced it very thick 
And all, I almost couldn't eat one sandwich. That's how big a sandwich it was. Wait a minute. And to, for everybody, it's kind of gauche to leave with a to-go box from a ball game. You can't do that. You can't do that. And, you know, it was, was not much money. It was 14 and a half bucks. Which what? Was, yeah, it was budget, It was less than any, any of the delis. But I do have to say, as Did a, you have a black cherry food aficionado, I had, a, I had a, just a Diet Coke. But as a food aficionado, <laughs> it was the best pastrami. But I ate... Do you have any knishes? <laughs> I didn't have any knishes there. I, every morning I would go get up and go up the street to Z- Zabetto's Italian Coffee Roasters and have a cup of coffee there. Because nice. it was the best coffee I found. You sat outside? Sat outside, watched everybody going Perfect. to and from work. Oh, Very that? few suits. I would count in a, in a morning three or four people in a suit, which normally at 9 o'clock or 8.30 in the morning, everybody... Coming out of you know coming out of the F train on fifteen on Sixth Avenue would be in a suit. Okay, but I, I ate at the Modern, which is a Michelin starred restaurant, at, for lunch. Right at uh, at the Museum of Modern Art. Great. Um, I ate at Loy's. Right. You know the, uh, um, the Maria Maria who we who, had on our show last, last week. week. Yep. She her restaurant was right around the corner, and she was just a wonderful hostess. That's wonderful. And the food there is terrific. So I ate there three times. Okay, three or four times. Every time I walked by, uh, that was it, the way it got pulled to you say, in. She would say she'd be sitting outside at her table. It would say it would say owner's table, and she'd be sitting there, and she'd say, "Arnie, come here. You know, you got to eat something. You know, owner. You know, that's how it goes." Um, I went to um, ate at the Baylander, which is a a decommissioned. Um, naval vessel that's parked at 125th Street in the Hudson River. Wow. And you sit on there, you can look down the river, see the whole skyline. and Beautiful. It was a great great to be out on what a What kind of food? You know, bar food. It was bar, bar food. food, but it was good bar food. Got it. Um, I ate, I, I went to Bemelman's, the famous place at the uh, hotel, the Carlisle Hotel. Right. Where Bobby Short used to play and hold court for many, many years. And you're not a drinker, so did you have any I had, yeah, spirits? I, did. I, I had a Bloody Mary. Okay. I a, good a, Bloody Mary. A, tw- a $25 Bloody Mary, <laughs> for those of you that are listening. It's not cheap in New York. The other thing you notice is no matter what the bill is, it's almost 9% tax on top of it, so it really kills oh, you. Oh, you know, we're not used to that, Montana. We're not used to that. Um, I went to, I never, I, I'd been in Tbilisi, um, to eat, I ate Georgian food, but never outside of the country of Georgia. So I went to the old Tbilisi garden and, and uh, had dinner. What'd you have? Well, I didn't order because I was. There was a guy that worked for me in Russia, a guy named Joe Crowley. And when we were in Russia in 1991, we celebrated his 30th birthday, and I reserved <laughs> a whole restaurant, and we had a big birthday party for him. And, 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 uh, it was his 60th birthday. So I was with him on his 30th birthday. And he invited 60th. me to this family gathering, and I went, and they just kept bringing food out. Oh, of that must have been great. You know, all the you know dumplings and cheese pies and all. Yeah. It was, the food was incredible there. I also went to a, uh, a restaurant uh, called Farida, which had Uzbeki food. I've been to Uzbekistan, right? And the food wasn't phenomenal when I was there, but this restaurant was was great. And I took two uh, two friends who work with me in Russia, okay. and we went to this Uzbeki restaurant. And it was shish kebabs and soup dumplings where you bite into them, and then, you know the soup comes. Where is out. Uzbekistan? Is that adjacent to the Middle East? No, no, it's in it's it's part of the former Soviet Union. So it's, so it's the, not one of the Stan Republic. It's Eastern Europe. Eastern Europe, but okay. it's but it's you know it's it's lower on the continent, so it has the middle, it. it has the eastern influence. The, I see the Asian uh, the Asian influence. I went to China, Shanghai twenty one in Chinatown with Michelle Yui, one of our. Oh yeah, guests. you didn't tell me about how was oh, that? Yeah, that was great. Wait, Shanghai twenty one? Yeah, it's her favorite restaurant. So. For our listeners, if you have somebody whose parents were born in Hong Kong and she grew up in New York, you know, as a Chinese kid, yeah, and this is her favorite Chinese restaurant, <laughs> you let her order and you just go with it, wow. and it was terrific. It was and what did we you sat outside? Wait, what street is it on Twenty First and what? It's uh, Mott Street. Oh, Mott Street. It's down in Mott, south of Canal, Shanghai Twenty One. Uh, yeah, it was fantastic. What did you have? Um, I, we had uh, we had some uh, soup dumplings. 
We had soup dumplings. <laughs> of course, you know. We had a vegetable dish that was fantastic because they put all the great sauce on it. Uh-huh. We had Shanghai noodles uh-huh. with all kinds of pork, pork and stuff. And, 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 minced and then, pork. And then another, it was just, everything just tasted terrific. Is it just you and Michelle? Just Michelle and Vim I. Vim and Vigor. You know, you right. Vim and Vigor, and she has a... a a new company called uh, Shop Dot, and she's working on a whole bunch. Oh, of, right, right, She's right, right. a great entrepreneur. So that well, was Chinatown. Yeah. Any little Italy work there? Did you do any little yeah, Italy? Well, I went to uh, here. Here's here's a soprano <laughs> moment. So <laughs> Mike Braun, one of our former our guests, was yes. there. Was there? He went to he went to uh, uh, Museum of Modern Art in MoMA with me, and uh, we uh, we uh, went to a, a few restaurants, and so we went down to. Um, I'm trying to remember where exactly. It was we Mike were. Braun from the University of Montana, right? The stri- stri- strategy group. Now. Right. He's overseeing. And so we went. Uh, we were down at uh, Grand, at uh, Grand Central Station, and he wanted to get some Italian food. Okay. So there is a restaurant nearby called Rosini's. Oh, you told me about this. It's been there since 1946. And so it was rainy out and whatever. We go into Rosini's and we get a table in Rosini's. And right in the corner, there were a big round table with with guys that you would recognize instantly. <laughs> they could have been in the cast of Goodfellas or the Sopranos or Godfather or whatever. And one of the guys, who, gray hair with a big gold necklace with a big diamond ring sitting in the back. and Pinky ring. Yeah, pinky ring. And he's saying, and I'm not exaggerating. Mike and I are listening because he's talking loud and the, the restaurant's kind of quiet. You know, that thing we were having a problem with, with that thing isn't a problem anymore. <laughs> so we can do what we need to do because the thing is taken care of. The thing. <laughs> and it was for real. It was for real. He wasn't putting this thing on. Right. It wasn't like going to a Disney. Italian and one of the guys <laughs> in the groups obviously was not originally from New York. He said, you know, I like you. Anytime you come here, you call me and I'll take care of whatever you need. It was one of those. Our, they were there when we sat down and they were there when we left. And their backs were to the wall. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, it reminded me of uh, a Chicago experience. Um, went to uh, uh, Danielle. Oh, great restaurant. Yeah, fantastic. Michelin two-star restaurant. Food was spectacular. It was it was half normal price because the dining room was closed and they only had the sidewalk seating, so they charged half of what they normally charge. So that was Daniel. that was a great uh, experience. Went to below. Second Avenue Deli on Third on Third and Upper East Side. No, it's on Thirty Third. It is. Yeah. So it's no Second longer a- down in the East Village. No. There's also one on the, uh, near the hospital for special surgery. Then after we got completely soaked coming back from the, we hadn't eaten. Right. We we started online at three fifteen. Oh, this is the concert for New York. Yeah. This is now nine o'clock at night. We hadn't eaten for six and a half hours out in the rain. So we bolted up the street to a place called uh, Niccolo, Italian place, and, okay. had, and the food and you know they were just closing, but they saw that we needed help. We were stranded, so we they stayed open. And I was there with uh, my friend Rob Scavone, and and we and so he knows Italian food. He picked this place out. The food was that food was terrific as well. Uh, went up to Minton's Jazz Club in Harlem. Okay, great little jazz spot. It was it had it had closed down because the building had a. A fire in it and stuff, but it was the original club where Billy Holiday and Miles Davis and all these other people wow. got their start. What in street? One hundred and eighteenth, around one hundred and sixteenth Street. Got it. So the building got fixed up. You know, Harlem's getting gentrified. Sure. And around the corner, they built, they opened up a restaurant called Cecil's, which had you know barbecue and you know pork. I mean, a good good menu. And there, so somebody, an entrepreneur. Bought the old space that was the original Mittens. Right. And reopened it using the kitchen from Cecil's. So it actually has good food. That's amazing. So it's a really great jazz club. And, uh, and again, that was a, that was my, uh, so third whole, time in Harlem. The Upper West Side, as you go from there up to Harlem. So is all being gentrified. Well, if, not- you go into, if you go to 148th Street in Harlem, the heart of Harlem. Right. When in 19, 19- 80, my car broke down in there, and basically a doorman in one of the buildings said, you better get out of here, son. Right. Son. Right. You know, you're not, yeah, you know, right. a white guy in a 
broken down car right. is an invitation to be in trouble. There's Starbucks on every corner. I mean, it's totally different now. Right. I don't know if that's good or if it's bad or you know what what it really means because it's getting pricier and pricier to you know to uh, sure you know and New York attitude. You know, Missoula has sticker shock about real estate prices. Right. But let me share a conversation in New York. Two young twenty somethings are looking at a real estate listing, and there's a uh, uh, later I took a look at what they were looking at a uh, two bedroom, two bath. 1,100-square-foot condo on 51st and 1st Avenue, you know, east side. Right. And the one guy says to the other guy, that seems to be reasonable. It's only $4 million. Two-bedroom. Two-bedroom, two-bath, 1,100-square-feet. And he said, and the HOA's 2400 a month. <laughs> a month. <laughs> and the taxes are 200 or I mean, How do you I mean, square it? When I looked at it and added it up, it was forty five or forty six hundred a month in taxes and HOA before you're paying your mortgage. Before you're paying your mortgage on a four million dollar apartment. That's well, if you own property in Manhattan, just wait. It, my brother is trying to sell his place. I thought he had a buyer. He's got eighteen hundred square feet on Central Park West. That's worth a fortune. It doesn't seem like it's worth much more than that, though. That's what's so interesting. Well, it depends on how renovated. Fifty well, first and first is a prime location. Yes, because it's near Sutton Place. I mean, it's a very right. big. How so? You had also called me without naming company names of supermarkets here in Missoula. You had said that the Whole Foods that you went to in Manhattan was priced better than places around town. Yes, I right? was shocked. Like, give shocked. us an example. What I'll was, give you some examples. Because I, you know, I was living there for a month, so I didn't go out every single night. I mean, I'd, I'd be calling you, send me money. Right. <laughs> because, I mean, New York's a funny place. It's a weird combination. You go out and have, you know, egg and bacon on, on a roll for three bucks with a cup of coffee. Right. Or in the building I was staying, it was a, connected to the JW Marriott, their morning breakfast is $41. <laughs> So you can either have the three or three dollars, right? You can go and get. There are uh, twenty places that sell a slice of pizza for ninety nine cents, right? You Not know, five dollars, right? Or you can go to the modern and have spend a hundred dollars for lunch, I right? Mean, sure. You know, so it's 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 all over the place. So I went into the, the right two blocks away where you near where you used, used to work. Mm-hmm. You know, at the Columbus Circle and the. Time Warner. Right, where our headquarters were. Yeah, where your headquarters were in the old days. They have a lower level and they have enormous, the whole basement of the whole building is an enormous Whole Foods. And I I was told by somebody that the prices got more competitive after Amazon bought them. They they took their prices down. That's true, right. Because it used to be called Whole Paycheck. Right. (laughs) And I went in there. And so uh, here, here are the examples. A organic roasted chicken already cooked $7.99. Wow. Not the Costco. I mean, this is organic roasted. Right. That's you know. fantastic. Um, the uh, cheese, an eight-ounce pack of cheese, like Swiss cheese or American cheese, their brand, which is called 365. Right. A 399. Wow. Um, this is a, this is news, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. This, the prepared salad bar. Which has five everything. different everything. And it's open, too, now. Open. Yeah. Okay. No ten, worries. It's, it's $10 a pound. a pound. Yeah, which is not bad. Not you, bad. You know, you, I try to limit it to a pound of whatever I got. It's so easy to go through. Um, most of their pair, prepared foods were less equivalent or less than, than the good food store here in price. I mean, this is in the prime piece of real estate. I mean, you're right in the heart of New York City. They can charge anything there. Their flowers, a bouquet of flowers was $14, a big bouquet of flowers. So th- so they are faced, sounds like they're faced with, if there's not a commercial workforce in Manhattan who normally would go there for lunch, they're just relying on residential and tourism. Right. You know, and you know, you got, you know, they compete Gallo with the Agostinos and and then Gris. What's it? Gr- uh, oh, Gristides. Gristides. Right. I went into all of them, and they were more expensive than Whole Food. Really? The normal the grocery store chains in Manhattan. Well, and they cater more to a resident versus where you were. That's a whole office building that's on top of that. Right, place. but there's also apartments. All there are. There's there a Mandarin. Then, How about? Did you? 
That's amazing, actually. Yeah, I was I was just stunned. I mean, across the board, uh, you know, a dozen eggs like uh, Jerry and whatever that you buy here for five ninety eight were right. was five was five, four ninety so less, slightly less. You know, if you buy the organic, you know, special bread, they had about twenty different. You know, they have twenty different brands. So let me ask you this question: because around here, the phenomena of drive through of using a drive through to pick stuff up, right, is really so popular and has been but really it's be, it's exploded since covid what's the equivalent of the drive through in the city is it order in advance and pick up at the window or well, it's two they'll deliver everybody i mean the, the, talk the, about like seamless or seamless gr- uh, grubhub uh, um chowhound chowhound lyft they're all diversified lyft now is renting cars in new york oh my you're gonna rent a car from like lyft. turo does right yeah. Um, so if you want if, if you want to pick up from you know there's Amazon stores there you know, where you can get anything within two hours amazing and and um, Whole Foods you either you can order online digitally and they have it ready they have a refrigerated room it's like it reminds me of a morgue you open up your refrigerated you know container and you and, and you take your bags of grocery that they've they've or all these delivery services. I mean, there are you convenient. Can, you can tell how many there are because there are places like Starbucks where you can get Wi-Fi, and there's like forty guys on bicycles there waiting for their next delivery. delivery. You know, getting their next lead so they can bicycle off and and load up and deliver. So, so convenience is on hyper hyperdrive. Not only is it on hyperdrive, but almost everybody I talk to in New York says, "Why are you walking over there? You can they just deliver it." Everybody is now switched into a mindset that they, you know, and I like to see what I'm buying. Sure. Right? I want to squeeze the peaches. Right. You want you know? to see. What other, so, all right, so convenience, food, sports, music, museums, and walking at least five miles a day, you think? Every, almost every day, except when it was pouring rain or a couple of days, my Achilles was really bothering me, so I didn't walk. But I walked every single day, so at least some distance. Most of the time, it was, you know, it was two and a half miles and one, you know, one direction, two and a half miles back. I do have to say they're doing, there's an there's a app called Fever, and they're putting on these very unusual um Concerts. So, for example, we went down above uh, Paragon Sports down on Broadway, 20, right. you know, way it's, down by, you know, by the twenties. Uh, yeah, sixth floor of the building. They have this big open space, and they're doing a uh, a Miles Davis jazz quintet is performing. Oh, cool! And they got all these candles, you know, on the floor, the pop I mean, up things, pop up things all over the place, all different kinds of pop up things, which are back. fun because. Broadway doesn't open till October. So now it's October. Yeah. You thought, so weren't they? They're in rehearsals and stuff, but it's not till October till they open. But all the music is going on. There's a concert for everything. I could have gone out to, you know, Jones Beach and seen, right. you know, there's so much all music. the notes. And I mean, every everybody you could think of, you know, four or five days after uh, Guns N' Roses was here, they're in, you know, they're in New York. So between Maria's Place, Whole Foods, were there any other go-to places in the coffee place, the yes. morning coffee place? Yeah, two other go-to places that we've been walking to. So one is Tang Pavilion for Chinese. <laughs> Great orange beef. Right. Deliver. Deliver, but I went there because it's only three And what's it away. like receiving a Chinese di- meal from a place like that versus anywhere else? Well, it's everybody in there is Chinese. And, but it also, this is a difference. It it's smells a difference good. food. It you know, tastes amazing. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to f- hear the rest of Arnie's trip to New York. <laughs> and also, the question for Arnie is, what did he leave for the next visit? Back after this. Hunter Bay Coffee. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We're back. Yes. So you did. What didn't you get to do that you wanted to do that you're going to do next summer? Well, I didn't get to go out to Long Island. Okay. I didn't get to go to you know the Ham- everybody was going out to the Hamptons and right. you know, there's the beach places. I didn't get to go to the beach. 
I didn't get to go to Coney Island. The day I had planned, I, I had activities planned almost every day. I had this like a military operation. Sure. And the, the day that I wanted to go to Coney Island was the day it was pouring rain. So it's not, you, you can't go it's on It's a this. long subway it's out a, there. It's an hour and 20 minutes to get there. From so Manhattan. I, and the subway's okay, but you know, the delays when there's rain and you know, then what are you going to do with Coney Island? You got to be outside, you know, walking on the border. Oh, so great though. You know, I know, I know. I, I didn't get to do that. I was going to do Arthur Avenue and you know, the old in Italian the area in the Bronx, the, the original Italian right. area uh, in the Bronx. But but we had gone up to the um, uh, the botanical gardens and walked around so much. There was there was the uh, at the botanical gardens there was the Kusama exhibit, which is a Japanese okay. uh, sculpture thing that was a garden. Yeah, and it was and it was packed. By the time we got done, the timing wasn't right to then go off to. Basically, we didn't want to walk a mile at that point. So the Hamptons, wait a second, the Hamptons, Arthur Avenue, no, well, Coney Island. Well, the Hamptons, just out on Long Island. Long Island, Because I it. went to well, high school got, out there. Right. You go to Montauk, go to Gurney's. Yeah. My, but it's a, it's a schlep. Right? It's, it's a schlep Notice that you don't want to go to New Jersey. <laughs> well, I was supposed to go to New Jersey because my friend Hoboken. Rob has a new, redid his place in Hoboken, but I didn't get a chance to go because again, the day we were going to go was the two or three two the or three weather. days it rained hard, and it's kind of hard to take the ferry across the river when it's pouring rain, and you know it defeats the whole. So, purpose. if anyone thinks that climate change is not a reality, oh, totally. In the city, it's amplified. Yeah, it's totally amplified. I mean, you saw the water gushing down the subways. You know, oh, the my goodness day. gracious. But to answer your question, except for a few things, I did pretty much... Your bucket list. My bucket list of things, because when I normally go, when you and I normally go, you're there for three or four days. Right. You, so you you got... you. Go, I go to a ball game. I go to a show, Broadway show, if the, if, uh, under normal circumstances. I go to one or two of my favorite restaurants. You know, for example, I didn't go to Lombardi's for pizza. I went to two other places for pizza. Right. But I didn't get to go to Lombardi's. I, I you know, I normally just, you know, hit your hit your greatest hits. Your high notes. This one you get to see the whole this is deep track. This is New York deep track. You get to go down and do the the things that uh, that you missed over the years. Amazing trip. And that was we just filled fifty minutes of, of information. I know you have so much more to talk to me about. Yeah, it was a whole month. A whole month of travel. But um Really good. I'm glad you're back. Glad you're healthy. Good to be back. Happy and safe. We will see you next week, Arnie. We're going to come back with a regular show (laughs) where we're talking to somebody from good old Missoula, Montana. See you next week. Thank you, Scott. See you next week. Thank you for listening to What Do You Know? I can't wait for the next show, Scott. I'm excited too, Arnie. If you'd like to suggest a guest, send me an email at scottrichman at townsquaremedia.com. We'll see you next week. And thanks for listening to News Talk K. On Friday's Montana. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.